if you will humble yourself, feel better out of it and pray. Or don't pray when you go in the court, when the judge about to give you a two lifetime for you killing people, praying to God that it's a little late to pray. You can pray for forgiveness, but if you think you can pray now, I'm have that judge use the time, you're not going to do it. If you will pray and seek my face, how many of us truly seek the face of God? We always run and look, man, I don't want... There was a time, listen to me, Mm -hmm. kids went to church. It wasn't optional. We sat in church. Some we fell asleep, but we sat in. Mm-hmm. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in shall not perish, but have. That was burned in us as young people, our father prayer. That was burned in us. We didn't have no option. You, you couldn't tell your mama, mama, I ain't feeling good today. Can I stay home? That was an option. And we stayed in church. You remember? Yeah. And we went to Sunday school, <laughs> uh, regular church. Uh, then we, uh, Sunday at night in communion, you remember all that. Yeah. We stayed in church. So we, we understood and raised a child as it should be. And they, uh, they won't fade away. But we've forgotten that. And I remember some ministers would shorten their service when the saints was playing. All right? Well, you know, the saints are on the day. Uh, a message is not going to be as long. Not all of them, and I'm being facetious when I say it. But you know, when I was young, you didn't see children running around the church making noise and stuff. Those of us just were strict. And if your mama caught you acting up in church, oh, you, you were in trouble. So what am I saying? We've had a breakdown. In, in our community, when I was young, they had an old lady called, we used to call the do-popper. Say, what was the little papa? She was always looking out the door, seeing what was going on <laughs> in, in the community. Community, uh-huh. She was our first neighborhood watch. Wow. All right? I'll never forget you. We were coming home from, I don't know, basketball, park, whatever. And we stopped by the store and we're coming. And uh, somebody said, are you going to get married? And I just said, man, when I get married, I'm a pretty, pretty, pretty lady. And I never saw this lady. But I heard that voice from behind them blind. Your mama talk, know you talking that dirty talk? Uh, <laughs> oh, you better go on on home. And when I got to my door, my mama was standing in the door. Put you down on the corner talking dirty talk. See, we had our neighborhood wife. No boys were sneaking in no girls' house during the day while their mamas was at work. Because we had that neighborhood wife. People would stop us. And tell us, look, boy, go on home. Y'all stop that fight and go on about your business. Even the dope dealers, Julie, would say that, boy, you got a future. Get away from y'all. This ain't no good for you. They protected us. But we don't have that support system anymore. All right, now people are afraid. If they see a fight, they're afraid to stop it. Yeah. Because of the repercussions. See, we've had that breakdown. I remember in New York, we were saying people would just be jumped on in the subway, and people would actually turn their head and look out the window while people were being victimized. That's the kind of breakdown we've had in our community. So, now, so, if you did wrong when I was young and your minister found out about it, 
you would become part of the Sunday service. You know, uh, uh, Vicki Schofield's boy <laughs> got caught out there stealing. The boy, <laughs> family, he, he was wicked. He <laughs> said, Lord, I don't want this man. So I ain't going to do wrong. And, I, and when I talk to y'all, I tell you, I could never have called my mama, Mama, what, you come get me? Where you at? I'm down at the police station. Where they put people in jail? Yeah, Ma, you come get me. And this is what our words would be, son, you better off in jail. Because if I come down there, I'm going to wind up in jail because I'm going to try to kill you. See, that's the kind of support. She was strong, loving, and caring. But she, and I tell people, kids will not object to you if you're consistent and fair with them, all right? If you're consistent, right now I got a, a recreation program. I treat everybody alike. You say, well, what about the spend? No, everybody's got to go by the rules. There's no question. There's no fighting. These are the rules. Now, if I, when you fight, we have certain things we try to discourage you But we want to be consistent and fair. I don't have any favorites. One of my granddaughters, one who's running track at uh, Tuskegee uh, during the summer, she wasn't able to uh, train with a, a personal trainer. So my daughter said, Daddy, will you, uh, will you train her? Which I, I'm, I'm able to do. So as I've given her a workout, she gave me that and please look like, what is right? Why are you trying to kill me? And I had to explain to her, I, I'm your coach. If I'm your coach, you got to do what my workout. If I was your grandpa, I would say maybe it's a little too hard. But you asked me to coach you, not to be your grandpa. See, and our kids need that consistency. If uh, I remember if, if our teacher told us, go to Mr. Dixon's room. Mr. Dixon at, at John W. Hoffman was a disciplinarian. You knew if you went to Mr. Dixon and he said, who sent you? you tell him, he knew why you were being sent. Mm -hmm. Now, years, a couple of years ago, they, they, uh, a parent sued St. Augustine High School, I remember it very clearly, about corporal punishment. All right? No, we don't whip our children. Dr. Benjamin Spock, I remember, was the first advocate. We no longer do, uh, do corporal punishment. We have to reason with our kids. Wow. That may be good for their kids. Am I asking people to abuse their kids? That's not what I'm talking about. All right? But if there are consequences for inappropriate behavior. Now, your daddy, your mama knew what the consequences were. And it wasn't always, oh, darling, you shouldn't do that. They, they, they were direct and swift. Now, some people say, well, why did you take up a punishment? One of the reasons is when integration came in. Mm -hmm. That faction who said, we don't want those courses or those people are... are uh, punishing our kids, so we're going to take corporal punishment out. Now, I, I don't know if it's true, but I'm told that men in the Catholic school at some point will use a little corporal, but I'm not, I'm not going to go on record and say that mm -hmm. I know it's true. 
But uh, you know, you've seen with corporal punishment, the benefits of it, especially with kids who are out of control. Now, am I asking or advocating abusing kids? That's not what I'm saying. Right. But the, the same thing you do with your children when they do something wrong. You don't want to hurt them, but you want to send a message. This is not appropriate, and you're not going to do it. If you do, this is one of the consequences. See, we had a breakdown on, on this one. Now, we never had police in our school. Now they got guards in the school. We never had to walk through a checkpoint, where, uh, a security checkpoint, but they have them now because now somebody said, well, what happened? I could tell them, but maybe they don't want to believe me. Wow. He said, well, tell me. I was in Denver, uh, Colorado. Parents said, well, tell us what went wrong in the school. I said, you know what? When this Madam O'Hare, mm-hmm. that's the lady who files all the way to the Supreme Court to take prayer mm-hmm. out of schools. You remember that case? I remember. When you took God out of the school, guess who now lives there? Hmm. Now, I'm going to say it again. If God can't go in the school, he, and he's the best of her, they took that out. Because one woman said she didn't want her kid praying in school. Hmm. If you take God out, then who comes in? The devil, and they ra- he's been raising hell in the schools ever since. And that's why I go back to Second Chronicles. God told us if we would humble ourselves mm-hmm. and pray, not for dope, not for a new car, not for a new telephone, pray for his forgiveness and to add, give us the strength to live through what we're going through. Right. I, I often say, the people, you know, God has to be upset with us in many instances because hurricane after hurricane come through hitting us. But what he's saying is, I got to let y'all know I ain't happy with what's going on, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so we've got to start to get back, get close to God. Before I got on the phone with you, I said, God, look, guide my words, please. Everything I do before I walked in law to school, that God grant me the message hmm. that you want me to deliver. To move on their heart and give me the strength to deliver that message. And I and I I, I think I was able to do that. But before I do that, because I I myself can do nothing, to it. you know. Yeah. I, I can go up through the motion. If you don't love God, then you, hey. It's hard if you don't have faith in God. It's hard to please it. You know what? And you know we've been in a society where they taught us all the bad stuff about ourselves. I hair was nappy. Our nose was too big. Our lips was too big. If you had dark skin, it was was evil. You had all that crazy stuff that taught us you're not good. And and God said, I don't make no average people. That's right. I only make one of a kind. When I made you, you, uh, from now on, there'll never be another one that walk, talk, and act just like you. That's God's gift to the world. Mm-hmm. All right? We, other people took that away from us, but now we're coming back into the knowledge of self. If you don't love yourself, you can't please God. All right? And that's what our young people are lost hope. 
And when I when I come into your school, you know I'll put Teddy on, Teddy Pendergrad. And one of the things God blessed me, he said, you know what? If you would just deliver that part, love your mother. Love your mother. Love your mother. And people are asking me, are you going to change it up? That's not my, in my peace scale. My peace scale is to get you to love your mother. Why? Because of your first God. The first God in your life. Before you knew Jesus, Jehovah, mm-hmm. uh, was my, 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 my. When you got hungry, when you got wet, when you got uncomfortable, you, you called for mama. That's, that was your first God. That was your first teacher. Wow. But now some kids, Christian mama. Some, some kids want to fight their mama. So God says, no, you go in and set up that scenario where they look and see they pull mama in the coffin. And the good people, the loving people, it moves on their heart. And now uh, the guy called me from uh, Monroe and said, are you going to bring those uh, silk roses? What I do now is I, I bring the silk roses to tell them to give their roses to their parents before they die. Yeah. And, and when they take them, if the parents are there, then they give them the rules to the parents. And that's been my, my, my job, you know, and I pray to God that I've been successful in delivering that message. But again, you know, we can continue to put resources in the community. Yes, some of us saying, uh, all those good tutoring, well, we need that. But we also need to get reconnect with God. That's right. All right? We've got to do that. Mm-hmm. That, for me, please seek ye the kingdom of heaven and all this righteousness. And all other things will be furnished. But again, we want to shortcut it. We want to microwave it. We think we're quick fix. We didn't get in this condition overnight. Yep. It's been You're a right. process of mm-hmm. deprivation. All right? People have been wrongly uh, charged with uh, crimes, spending 30 and 40 years in prison for being falsely accused. We've been, now we've been shoot, uh, shot down and killed, even in, with our hands up. I can't breathe. See, that's all part of that, that conspiracy which is leading to our total destruction. You know, when we had a buyback, the gun buyback, oh, the, the, a few guns come in. But a lot, um, um, a majority of those guns are not going to come in because people feel that that they're safety valve. If I don't like a dude looking at me, I just smoke him. If I, I want some money, I just carjack that lady. You saw that poor lady they dragged where they yeah. pulled off one of her arms. That, that shows we're living on the level of a beast. Because only a beast could do that to a poor anybody. But until when we lost our knowledge ourselves and been disconnected from God, we become beast like. So again, I'm asking you, Second Chronicles 7, 14, and you keep preaching it to us. Mm-hmm. And then when they say, well, that ain't the answer, well, why don't you try it? Mm-hmm. Let's try it as a community. You know, uh, when we have these shootings, People coming together for these vigils. I, I wish they would start to say, if my people who are called by my name, just to let them know we got an out there, we got an answer. 
But we got to be willing to humble ourselves and pray and turn from our wicked ways. That's the hardest part, all right? Man, well, I smoke a little weed, bro, because, you know, my, my nerves be bad. I, I drank some of that Cavassier because it, it's troubling me now. Yeah, the Bible say turn, which means move away from what you're doing wrong and start to do right. But let me, again, let me say this. I, I'm convinced. I hate to cut you off. My God, your God will intervene at some point. He wants us, you, me, and all the ones who've been on the battlefield to stay on your post. Continue. Poor John the Baptist, if you ever look at his life, this man had nobody that would listen to so he was out in the in the forest preaching to the birds and mm-hmm. the uh the beavers and stuff. That's how faithful he was to his mission. And I'm asking you, stay on your post. Keep bringing people in to talk. Keep bringing people who care. Once they see that, we do care about them. We love them. But do you love yourself enough to walk away from your wicked ways? That's the point. Are you willing to turn from the weeds, the drinking, the prostitution, the fast living, all that crazy, and just fall on your knees and ask God to give you the strength to lead the kind of place that he brought you into the world to be. If we can do that, I'm sure we'll be successful. So I'm not, and I, I tell people, I just pray that I delivered the message. And if I did that, I'm, I'm good with that. But as for how many, I, I, I would know. I would have no way of knowing, but I pray that something I said had an impact to make you want to become a better person and to live a better life. If I did that, then I would thank God for that. Now, if I said something that resonated in you mm-hmm. way back when, it wasn't me because I didn't know you, but God was using me That's to right. plant that seed in you. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? That's right. And I always tell people, when I go there, I said, you know, when I was asked to come here, I had to think about it. I said, you know, I've been doing this so long, mm-hmm. and I'm just tired. But then it came to me, I need you to go, and I want you to talk to one young person in that audience. I, you won't know who it is. And I tell the person, you won't know. I don't know who you are. But if I start to talk to you, and it sounds like I'm talking to you, as God uses me to deliver a message. And I, and I, I pray he did that for you many years ago. All right? Yeah. So what is the the love your mother message? I believe that's the one I've heard years ago where you played the uh, Teddy Pendergrass. Uh-huh. Now, let me tell you where I really got that from. Many years ago, uh, I was traveling around the country with a, a group of all-star uh, athletes uh, trying to reduce violence in the schools, in, in, the, in the schools, by the Department of Education. And one of the guys played with Will Chamberlain when they won the championship in basketball, and he grew up in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And one of his friends was Bill Carter. Bill Carter at the time was on NBC, The Cosby Show. And NBC thought that they should highlight it. Mm-hmm. And 
so uh, college did a, uh, a benefit for us in Denver. And I was sitting on the stage, and I don't know, I, you know, I was just reminiscent about something, and it came to me, your mother. And I just started, there's nobody like your mother. Somebody asked me if I had any gift in this world, what would it be? Would it be fame or fortune? I said, no, if I had any gift in this world, I would ask my God to give me five minutes, five minutes to see my mother again. And in those five minutes, I wouldn't see how you've been, what you've been doing. I would just want to repeat three things over and over to The first thing I would want to say to my dear mother, thank you, mama. Thank you for all your sacrifices that you gave her. Any woman who would sacrifice the way you did. My daddy was not in the home, so you had to carry the financial burden all by yourself. I never went hungry. I never was out of doors. I never was naked because of your sacrifice. The second thing I want to say to you is words I rarely ever said to you. Just three words. I love you. I love you. I love you. Any woman who carried me for nine months, that was love. When I was born, you fed me, you clothed me, you cleaned me. That was love. And all the times I was mean to you, got mad when you wouldn't speak to you, told my friends bad things about you, you still love me. And I know you, you got to go back, mama, because you didn't have but five minutes. But it's just one more thing I want to tell you. I miss you. You only miss your water when the well runs dry. And then it hit me. Some of you have beautiful mothers, good mothers. That God himself hear you crazy out. I can't stand you. You make me sick. I can't wait to get out of your house. I'm sorry you feel that way. Because I see that old lady. And she would be right now a hundred and four years old, I would still say thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you, I love you, and Lord knows I miss you. See, that that came to a process, and Bill Cosby told me, he said, brother, when you do that, I want that light, the house lights to be down, and I want a spotlight on you, you're sitting on the stage, just you. And then let that music by Teddy Pendergrass, this gift of life, come out of them, uh, that, the speaker. And that's where it started. But you know, we never, and, I, and, and what it came to, give your parents their roses before they die. Because on the day they die, they don't care about no roses. They can't smell them, they can't see them. All right? And that's when he said, the first roses he bought for us were long stem roses. Since they had 700 people in the audience, he couldn't afford that. So I found out the silk roses that uh, they sell for Mardi Gras accent, and I bring it. And everywhere I go, I bring those roses. Just give it to somebody before it's too late. Say thank you, I love you, and don't ever leave me because I know I'll miss you. That that's where that came from. And I and I, and I tell you, as long as God allowed me to do it, I will always close. 
on that piece. Right now, there's a young man putting together. I, I've got hundreds of speeches from different places on cassettes, and uh, he's putting them on CD. As soon as I get some, I'll, I'll get them over to you so you can have for your own collection. Mm -hmm. But, you know, uh, uh, I do that at the Teen Summit. Every year I would do that because we don't love our parents the way they could. Now, you know, people say, my daddy ain't never done nothing for me. He ain't no good. Stop. Stop right there. If he got you here, his sperm got you here, you should be eternally grateful mm -hmm. to him. Maybe he hadn't done what he was supposed to do. So your message is don't marry some man who's going to make a baby and not take care of it. There's a man who just walk away from his responsibility. But your daddy, no matter how much you want to deny it, he's your father. He's your dad. All right? He may not be the father you want, but he got you here, then you thank God that he did get you here. So, again, you know, that's, that's part of what I do. But, you know, you keep going. All right? And I know it's hard. Sometimes it's difficult. You know? Uh, I, I remember reading in the Bible why Jesus said when he comes back to his place, place he's going to run the judgment of the church. And I said, wait, wait a minute. Why would Jesus say when he returned? The first place I said, when I go to church, I say, you know, some of y'all in there, how many of you know messy people in this church? And the hands go up. How many of you know people who say they're better than people in the church, in the hands of God? That's what Jesus is saying. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity, for I know not you not. All right? So, again, keep doing what you do. All right? God, your blessings, uh, you don't know how God is saying, in a time when people find it so easy to be unrighteous. Here's a sister trying to be righteous in a wicked world like this. How can I not reward her for what she's doing? Mm -hmm. All right? So keep on going, and thank you for having me. <laughs> I pray so that you bring me back sometime when I can say something positive. But I just thank you for this opportunity to the audience. Hang in there. Seek refuge in God, all right? Put the drugs down. Put the whiskey down. Put the fast living down. All that feeds away. And to the older people, I finally found out that old age and arthritis are both <laughs> undefeated. They have never lost a bout. And they don't fight each other. They work as a tag team. Methuselah <laughs> thought he could beat old age, but he didn't. I thought I could beat old age, but I'm getting beat up over and over. So don't, don't mark... Get mad because you're getting old. It's a blessing that God allowed you to continue. Yes. Thank you so much for, for listening to an old man who's been on the battlefield for a long time, and I pray God will allow me to continue to do his work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I will tell you this. My grandmother, she is 100 years old this year. Please. She's going to be God. 101 years old. In uh, March of next year, she's still with us. Oh, praise God! Yeah. All right, <laughs> but all right, just so give much. her a kiss, bro, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll have you back soon.